Hello and welcome to episode 127 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases on Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Phelan. Yeah, I'm your co-host, Joel Phelan. And this week, we're going we're gonna to take a look at Clint Eastwood. Let's take a deep dive into the psyche of the old man himself. Classics. Yeah, Mr. Western. Mr. Four Lines of Movie. Actor turned director. You know, he's. I think he's been probably Academy nominated for both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we're going to review his latest directorial feature, American Sniper, which got a lot of acclaim at the very tail end of last year. Made a lot of money. I yeah. think it was actually a pretty big surprise how much money he made. Had some nominations at the Oscars and also had a bit of backlash. Yeah. So, and also, to go along with Clint, we'll be talking about one of his... Most highly praised movies, Unforgiven, which was a unforgivable <laughs> blind spot for me. And we're also talking a little chappy. Chappy. <laughs> the Neil Blomkamp, Blomkamp latest <laughs> yeah. uh, sci-fi action movie. And also a top five Clint Eastwood acted or directed movies. Yeah. But before we get into all that, I did want to mention... One interaction I had online with someone that is oh, listening. You're talking to someone on Twitter, right? Yeah, uh, Boris Fraser. I knew him as Alien on the Coming Soon dot net uh, movie message boards. He's at Seraf underscore thirty one. He was tweeting at us, saying how he's he's all the way up to episode eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's go. He's way behind in his podcast listening. He said, but he's. He's working his way up. <laughs> uh, I did a little research episode. Eight, uh, thanks for listening, Boris. If you get this, get to this podcast, we know he's stuck with it, and it's probably the year 2020. But uh, <laughs> good. To, why don't you hit us up again when you hear this and let us know? But I did a little research about what episode 18 was. What was it? It was released May 24th, 2013. <laughs> That's over two years ago. Our main review was Gangster Squad. Yeah. A piece of shit movie. But we had a good top five. We talked about our top five gangster movies. Yeah. I uh, I didn't really like that movie, but I did like Sean Penn's character. I really? Yeah. I, Ryan Gosling, I think, was my only decent part of it. Yeah, well, you got a soft spot for <laughs> Gosling. Or a hard spot, depending <laughs> on Uh... And uh, I don't even think I'd seen The Godfather by that point in time, so that wasn't even on my top wow. five gangster movies. Uh, Casey had recommended to me The Princess Bride for the film club segment, which I really enjoyed. It's a pretty good movie. Have you seen it? Drake Pirate Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah man. We also talked, talked about 2001, A Space Odyssey, Mulholland Drive, Gummo, Taken 2, Promised Land, We Bought a Zoo, The Late Quartet, The Untouchables. Fringe, Arrested Development, Game of Thrones, and Celebrity Apprentice. That was a packed episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good times. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to go back and listen to that episode just to get in the heads headspace of where Boris is coming from. <laughs> but all right, let's wow. let's get into the episode proper. Yeah, you weren't even. Uh... That was like dropping a time capsule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the Casey was still the host, well entrenched. I mean. He'd still be the host for like. You 90. guys were really just getting going. <laughs> yeah, ninety more episodes. Uh, 
Yeah, that was only our fourth or fifth month of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Good times. But yeah, let's get into the main topic at hand. Kick things off. Let's kick things off with Chappie, since we'll go all clean all the time after that. <laughs> Chappie is the third feature film from Neil Blomkamp. He also directed District 9, a movie I think we could safely say we both liked yeah. a lot. I almost loved it. Yeah, I feel the same way. I actually got it on Blu-ray, which yeah. says something. Me too. <laughs> he also he followed that up with Elysium, uh, starring Matt Damon, which I did not care for. Eh. I thought looked really good. Had the patented, you know, blonde camp look. Yeah. But I just felt like the script wasn't there. I didn't like the story. Matt Damon was good, but... Jerry Foster wasn't. Yeah, the the script wasn't fantastic. I kind of liked some of the themes they had, but they were a little too spoon fed. They should have been a little more like with healthcare and immigration. It was pretty. And, uh, it was a little too blatant. beating a dead horse, hitting an owl in the head, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, so Chappie is his third movie. Uh, so it's kind of, for me. It was like he's got a hit, he's got a miss. Let's see. I kind of lost my luster to. See what I will like after District Nine. I got to see what this guy's got next, you know. Yeah. And then after after Elysium coming into Chappie, I'm just like, eh, I'll see it when I see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hopefully, I wanted to see it initially, but initial reviews were coming in. Yeah, reviews were pretty bad. Um, but still was interested. I would definitely check it out. No yeah. What? But what? So what did you think? Um, I. I thought a lot of the reviews were a bit harsh, but it was an okay movie overall. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree. I can understand where the reviews are coming from, because I didn't like the movie that much, but it wasn't bad by any stretch. Yeah, I I wasn't sitting there at any point like, I wish this movie would end right this second. Yeah, I think I liked it a little bit better than Elysium. Yeah. Personally. It's just, for me, the problem was, it, I, when you hear what the premise is, and the possibilities where that could go, and then ultimately what he did with it, it was kind of like yeah. lackluster. But the movie is about a guy played by Dev Patel from Slumdog Millionaire. Him and Hugh Jackman are like rivals at this company that's trying to work on AI like drone warfare robotics yeah it's sort of like it's like one uh, side wants AI that has human control and then the other side wants completely computer controlled AI things yeah and basically they have police the new thing is these police robots and they're trying to just basically build off of that yeah and it's almost like Robocop meets whatever yeah (laughs) like short circuit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One of the robot movies that have come out in the last, like, two years, they're all about kind of the same thing. Yeah. And basically, Dev Patel's, sorry, I don't know his character name, but his character, wait, was it, uh, I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue, all of a sudden. Uh, Some of the D. Delhi? Or... Yeah, I don't even want to butcher it. Or... Yeah, but his character came up with this completely artificial intelligence where they get their own personality and all that and what he like gets hijacked by gangsters with <laughs> this thing and they steal it 
he puts it into like a broken down police uh, robots system and it's like a baby is born. He's like an immature yeah. robot and basically he gets raised by gangsters <laughs> and that's the movie. <laughs> yeah. But then you got Hugh Jackman who's just this cartoon character Tool. bad guy. Yeah. Like so stereotypical. Uh, you know, he's, he's basically the guy in Robocop that makes these Ed... Two of nines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and basically, that's it. Yeah. Um, I like the one, there's sort of a message behind the whole robot thing that he doesn't really do that well in conveying, but it's sort of like people feel more comfortable if people are in control of things, and it's sort of like people are kind of terrible. Like, if you look at his robot compared to, like, the AI ones, they're, like, kind of yeah. normal people, and his is just military mech destroyer (laughs) somehow in his head is safer. Yeah, technology's more dangerous in the hands of humans than it is on its own. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, But he just turns it into this, like, three men and a baby (laughs) sitcom-y type of deal where (laughs) Chappie is raised by these gangsters. He learns to cuss and to steal and to... (laughs) I put you to sleep. You go to sleep now. <laughs> yeah. But that's killing somebody. Like, <laughs> I got good blings. I got good blings. <laughs> Is I love the Chappie and I hated Chappie at the same time. The character. Yeah, like, I agree with it. Love the look of him. Like, I love. I don't know how he pulled it off with all these robotics. He's uh, amazing with special effects. The special effects were great, and I'm unfortunately didn't really get a whole lot of use out of it but just like the way the robot moved and all that it was really believable felt like this was actual robots but uh the personality is where it kind of got me at times i found it funny and amusing and other times it was just annoying as shit yeah um i think for me the beginning of the movie sucked like the first 30 minutes or so i didn't wasn't that into it but as Chappie evolved a little bit, I was more and yeah. more into the movie. But I don't know. I, I think people kind of expect these movies to be kind of epics. That, and I don't think that was necessarily what this movie was. It was, you know, yeah, it had a lot of comedic stuff in it. It wasn't like super deep or yeah, anything like that. I didn't. But it wasn't really a ride either. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be epic, but I didn't expect it to be something more than what it was. I mean, you got Diane, where this uh, South African yeah. uh, rap group, and they're the actors of the gangsters, basically. They're the two main, uh, man and woman, and I didn't really care for any of that, any of those characters. I saw the movie like one and a half times, close to a full two watchings, and... Actually, their acting isn't as bad as I initially thought it was. What's it? It's uh, Ninja? Ninja. Uh, I can't remember what the girl's name is. Typical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked her shirt. Like I can't remember what it said. It's like, you want these tits on the front? <laughs> and then the, on the back it said, when you want this too, and a point, arrow pointing down. <laughs> like, Okay. <laughs> I kind of like his uh, take on the used feature, where it's not like everything's real drab and crappy. It's the rich people, it's futuristic and all, and then the 
you know, criminals and gangsters. It's the dirt. Yeah. Living in an abandoned building. I feel like that's his go-to, though, you know? Well, that, I think that's, that's how good. South Africa yeah. is. They have, like, slums, and then yeah. they have extremely rich areas. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I still love the look of his movies. It's just... Yeah, I'd he like kind of needs him. some help with the story. I feel like he's got this dirty, grungy, but realistic uh, look down. Maybe go for something else a little bit. Because I feel like he's so good at the special effects, he could make a different style look good. I don't know. Yeah, well, everyone has an artistic it's, style. Yeah, it's not always It's just easy starting to, to feel a little samey. Like it's just they sort of all... like an alien type of director. Yeah. You know what I mean? Special it feels effects. like all his movies could be in the same universe. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the Blomkamp verse, you know, and all these things happened in, in the same little idea of his. But, um. Uh, I've heard that he's been dying to get Halo as his takeoff. Well, movie. that's what Elysium basically was. Yeah. Well, they're making a movie or a TV show with Spielberg, and I heard he was trying to be the producer yeah. director. Well, now he's working on the next Aliens movie. Yeah, Which well, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like you said. But going back to the gangster woman, sorry, I don't remember her name either, but at one point she had a shirt on that literally looked like promo material for the movie Chappie. <laughs> Did you know who said? No. When, she, when uh, something happens later in the film, she's wearing it. And I'm like, she must have just put that on, like, on set. Just <laughs> randomly. Yeah, and I but I mean, it's sort of, she was, was an artist, like all these little graffitis and like how they're, mm -hmm. even their guns were painted yellow and all yeah. that, like, I don't know, it was just odd and quirky when you don't kind of expect it to be. Yeah. But his relationship with her, it's like, that's his mom, and Ninja's his dad, <laughs> and uh, Dev Patel is his maker. And I just love how he kept showing up to the, at these deadly gangsters' places, <laughs> like, yeah. get chased away, and like that kind of was. Although one, I wish he was in the movie more. Yeah. If anything, he was clearly the best actor. In yeah. the Movie. I just thought that was kind of ludicrous. Like they would either kill him at a certain point, or <laughs> there's no way he would just keep showing up there like that and antagonize these badass gangsters. Well, I think that was it's sort of the girl's role in the movie, was she was sort of the, the in-between between everybody. Between yeah. The robot between Alien and between whatever that guy's name is in Ninja? the movie. Huh? Ninja? Yeah. Ninja. Right? You call him Alien. Um, <laughs> well, you got this stuck in my head yeah. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She sort of had a heart, even though she was a criminal or whatnot. Uh, I did like the ending, though. Yeah, but, I actually um, did, spoilers. too. Spoilers. I thought that was actually really cool. I did, too. It was one of my favorite parts. Um, the transference. I mean, that's as far as I'll go. But yeah. Just it's, different ideas that they had there. That was pretty cool. It was sort of like a better... Like, the movie almost didn't deserve that could have been ending. Yeah. You know, yeah. but... That was, like, what I was expecting from the whole movie. Yes. Yeah. Cool ideas and, like, just... Yeah. They was, didn't really build that up much. No, no. It based, and I don't I don't think Hugh Jackman needed to be in this movie, honestly. Not really. He's just in the beginning, maybe sporadically throughout the movie, and then at the end, it's like all of a sudden he's the big bad guy. Yeah. Out of nowhere. 
Um, a decent scene was when Ninja gets mad at Chappie. Just even saying these words <laughs> sounds ridiculous. But, and he drops him off. In, like, in the hood. Yeah, basically. And these kids. Yeah, that was kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he... I don't know. He's like the abusive deadbeat dad. I do actually. He I think kind of some cares of the, for him, but it's like don't yeah. know how to how to do it. I thought some of the better scenes with Chappie was actually with him. Like you're saying, like with the knife. It's like you make people go to sleep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that was a pretty good scene. When that's my car. Get my car back. Like, you got that this car? <laughs> yeah. Like destroying this car. Like, <laughs> Shit, dude, I need you to keep it in control. Yeah. yeah. There was some good elements like that. Yeah, but, but it uh, was sort of, like you said, say, it kind of wore out its walking. Sick, homie. You yeah. Know? It's like, after a while, it's like, you get it. Yeah. And Chappie's voiced by the guy that was the main character in District 9, and he was in Elysium as the bad guy. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, I loved him as a bad guy. It was cartoony and comic-y in uh, Elysium. It just felt like out of place. It felt like a different movie. Yeah, but I just... The movie wasn't that good. I thought my yeah. favorite parts were kind of with him. Like, with, like, I think exploding. he would have been a cool villain like in a different movie. But yeah, no, I agree movie. with you. He sort of is out of place. He's so crazy and yeah. whatever. But anyway, it's a different yeah, movie. Yeah, I was just saying that uh, I liked I liked the voice acting for Chappie. Was, yeah. I mean, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree with you. A South African teenager robot. (laughs) It's tough to pull off. He managed. Is he from there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I do know his name, and I can't remember. (laughs) We've been doing these episodes so late, my brain is fried. I gotta look it up because I feel bad. (laughs) Well, what would you give Chappie? Um. I have to give it a six out of ten. Six out of ten. That's not too far off from what I, what I was thinking. I, I had five and a half. Sounds harsher than I probably actually felt about the movie, but it yeah. just. You heard my what my nitpicks and complaints were. So I mean, it was a f- easy watch. I had no problems. Like it wasn't. Didn't feel super long. It didn't, you know, piss me off or anything. It yeah. just was like, okay, this is kind of. Yeah, you can't, it's hard to put your finger on, like, like I said, I thought the reviews were pretty harsh for it. Like, I actually sort of enjoyed it, yeah. but it's just... I mean, I hear people... It doesn't have enough strong points to really give it a high score. I hear people saying it's one of their least favorite movies of the year, bottom ten, and I, I didn't I didn't <laughs> think that. I don't think that. Charlotte right. Copley is his name. Uh, yeah. That's a mouthful. Yeah. But I did know that. <laughs> All right, now let's let's get the old Grandpa Clint Eastwood, <laughs> American Sniper. Now this is a movie I'm sure everyone is familiar with, but in case you're living in the internationally, I don't think it did well. If you're living international, <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the based on a true story slash true story of Chris Kyle the. Sniper who had the has the most um, registered like official kills in military history. And uh, like at least for us, yeah, Marines yeah. and stuff. And based off the book is autobiography or biography, I forget which. Um, but 
just basically the story of him, how it's a biopic, essentially. He's grown up a little bit, and he goes overseas, becomes a sniper, becomes good at being a sniper, comes back, goes back, comes back, goes back. Yeah. And then, like, how the war ended up affecting him. And there's all kinds of stuff while he's out in Afghanistan. Was it Afghanistan or Iraq? Um, I think it was, it was Iraq. Iraq. Oh, I was about yeah. to say, I think it's Afghanistan. <laughs> Because like, they actually had, they were in cities and yeah, all that. But he kind of gets into this rivalry with another sniper. Yeah. Who's uh, Iraqi. He was on the Iraq Olympic, Olympic shooter. shooting yeah, team. Yeah. yeah. But what were your expectations coming in? Uh, I'd heard nothing but great things about it. Um, it looked fairly good. I love military movies. So I was excited about seeing it. Yeah. I mean, I heard mixed things. I heard a lot of backlash, especially from the podcast, maybe podcasts I listen to. Like, first things you hear were all good. And then you hear the people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. This movie is not that good. Yeah. It kind of was like a fight between these two different sides. So I was pretty interested to see what I felt about it. Um, yeah. I don't think I ever read a review for it, but just the general word was, you know, American Sniper is a good movie, or mm-hmm. and the screeners all came out. Yeah. And so that's how I watched it initially. Yeah. And Clint Eastwood, I liked a lot of his movies that he's directed. And then, but recently he's, I feel like he's been fading, which, I mean, it's kind of makes sense. He's like 80. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, Torino, Grand Torino was supposed to be his last movie. Yeah, but he just can't. Then he has like five or six since. Then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So going in, I, I had normal expectations. I kind of felt like I was gonna like it better than people that hated it, and like it less than people that loved it. Yeah. And that's pretty much how where I landed. So, how about you? Uh, I thought it was actually directed really well for the most part. Like I liked the look. Yeah, look. I thought the acting actor choice all that stuff was pretty good uh, but the whole story I don't know about it especially how the advertising was they advertised it as watch this is the deadliest sniper in United States history like they really pumped it up to be this kind of like military movie and it's I mean it is about the military but it's not like a like print, like a World War Two movie where it's about the war. It's not really about that. Yeah, and I guess this war is a little different, and they're not like in trenches, and it's not like a constant battle. It's more like skirmishes. And they actually they don't really show him being a sniper that much. No, they really don't. <laughs> yeah, there's. I have a. I can see where people are coming from that don't like this movie. Like, there's a lot of little issues here and there. Yeah. Like he's. Just telephoning his wife while he's about to make sniper <laughs> shots, and like he's just like, "Screw it, I'm going with the guys on the field." And just joins him, and like, I'll show him how it's done, and all that. Like, that's kind of there's no way. You know, with special forces, they get personal satellite phones, so it's not the phone thing isn't that far off. But I feel yeah, I just feel like maybe the way it was portrayed, or just like <laughs> yeah. in the heat of it. I don't know, but it just some stuff felt way off, like. That it was almost um, martyrizing this guy, or I, you know, making him into oh, a no, superhero. I have the same issue. That 
they keep calling him this like American hero and he's just maybe a guy he is whatever. It got lucky not to get killed, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? I don't know. He not to mention I'm not trying to make any accusations against the actual person, but the character that Bradley Cooper played was kind of an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And no offense, I mean he was good at shooting things, but every time his friends were like I don't know what we're here for, man. Like this is all pretty messed up. We talked about we're saving lives and freedom in America. Yeah. And whatever. I mean, if you had to tell yourself that, but he seemed to pretty much believe that. Yeah. And yeah, it just seemed like he was no not much personality. Dolls dishwater. Like, yeah. It was dumb. Like that's yeah. how it was portrayed. You know. Yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, that's. That's how and it I was thought in the movie. Bradley Cooper was awesome. Like I agree, excellent performance. You cannot take nothing away from this performance. Yeah, no matter how much you don't like the character, he still did great. Yeah, and yeah, he's basically just a guy who's a little dumber than maybe <laughs> a Harvard scholar or whatever. But you know, he went and did his job, did it well. Came back and a bunch of times. He, yeah, he kept going back, and he just kept being lucky enough to survive. So, he racked up the kill count. Yeah. But yeah, I do think they get a little hero worshipy, little rah rah USA. Yeah, it's USA. a little too. Yeah, it's like a fake patriotic. Yeah, but I did enjoy the movie overall. Like, yeah, it was better than average movie. I say. I thought some of the action was actually pretty good when there was some. Like, yeah. It was just kind of pretty well done. Too far, few and far between. It's always cool when you have sniper vision. Yeah, like view from the actual scope. It always works. It doesn't always matter. Something. What was it? Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, yeah. or he even Jack Reacher starts off with a guy shooting innocent people from with the sniper rifle, and that's like terrifying. When really? You see it from the sniper view and people getting oh. shot. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but again, he it's American sniper, and he's only a sniper for like. First, yeah, he can do everything. He's he's so on top of it with detective work. He can find the uh, guns under the bed of this one guy from these little details. Yeah, which I thought was a cool scene. I just seemed a little far fetched. Yeah, and to be completely honest, it seems like he didn't actually know what was going on. He just was kind of crazy, paranoid, paranoid to actually do that. You know? Yeah. Which, I mean, it paid out for him. I'm not judging him for that. Yeah. But it didn't seem like he really knew as much as he kind of let on. Mm-hmm. And they, talking about, like, how we thought he was portrayed as dumb, I think that's mainly because the first scene, or one of the first scenes, when he finds his girlfriend cheating on him, and he just, like, beats the shit out of this guy, kicks her out, and then starts, like, oh, laughing like a... <laughs> Like, you know, a dumb jock or something. Just such a meathead. Wasn't that like what his friend was saying to him on the way there or something like that? Like, something about that girl's been with everybody since high school. Settling down. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, and then all of a sudden he's Mr. Personality, charming his future wife at that bar. Yeah. And then he goes back to... I don't know. I thought actually she was pretty good too. She wasn't in it much. Was Sienna Miller playing yeah. his wife? Um thought she did a decent job of when she was allowed to to show like how hard it could be for him to be in that position. Yeah, for sure. 
wish they kind of would have focused more on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I do think the movie is mostly about them having a hard time letting go of one way or the other. Oh, yeah. Like, it's when a- they're there, they want home, and when they go home, it's boring, so they want to go back and fight. Yeah, you know what this movie was trying to be? <laughs> the Hurt Locker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Hurt Pretty Locker... Much. Does the same thing, but way better. You're way better. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Learn it on Blu-ray. That's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wish it, it was more focused on him after he finally all, came back all the way and then had like flashbacks to the war as yeah. opposed to the way they did it. But, I mean, that's kind of nitpicky. Yeah I, feel, yeah. I did like how they handled the post-war stuff, actually. Like the last 15, 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Except, that was alright. I thought. I just thought that's when that his acting like showed off even more. Oh uh, yeah, it showed him actually kind of vulnerable. And... Yeah, and it was pretty good. Even the direction, like I'll give Clint some credit because, like when he finally comes back and he's like a little unstable, but they show that scene like he's gonna whip the dog or whatever. Yeah, and that sets up like he starts to get better. And there's a scene where he's got a gun in the kitchen. I'm like, holy shit, what the, he's about to go off. He's about to do something terrible. No, he's just in a great mood and, you know, normal. Like, they did a good job of setting this, like, turn tenseness to yeah. every scene after. Like, you he could snap, he snap at any time. Annoying thing, though, was the very end. Yeah. I would have liked to, like, seen that. Why just put a little script up? I don't think they... They were still in, like, trial until pretty recently for that guy. Yeah, well, I mean, they knew what happened, right? Uh, I don't... They said, they didn't even know if he was really a veteran or not. The guy really? that killed him. Yeah. But I think it was a little... I guess you can't really spoil true facts, but... Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe they just weren't allowed to actually say something in it because they were actually still in trial about it. Yeah, maybe. Because I heard about it not that long ago that they settled it. Just that scene, that would have been a heartbreaking, like, awesome, emotional, like, terrible, awesome yeah. way to end it, but it's just know. like, oh, that's, it's over, he, he lived to, oh, no, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit abrupt with uh, the change, they should have, And then, I don't know if they should have showed him get shot, actually, At least, like, but... up to that point or something, I don't know. Yeah. I've seen movies treat that kind of thing better. Especially the credits is basically just his funeral with, he, he's the best man that ever lived. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the kind of game like that vibe. Yeah, legend. <laughs> and then, like, again, post-war, that scene when the guy comes up to him, man, you're, your dad is a hero. Like, that was a good scene. Because yeah, it actually cool. showed, like, him, like, he didn't, he didn't just say, yes, yes, I am. He's like, he definitely didn't. Uncomfortable. Yeah, he was yeah. very uncomfortable about so it. Just do my job. I'm just do my job. And that's. So I kind of got mixed messages from, like, the direction is what they're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, at the end, it was kind of. But I don't know. It went from rah rah to, like, actually kind of subtle and interesting and back and forth a little bit. Yeah, but I don't think it balanced each other out. No. It wasn't enough. Not completely. I didn't feel for him enough at the end. Though. Yeah. It yeah, made... I never truly, like, cared about him as a character. Yeah. The acting was, like, what was keeping me going. Like, man, this is a great performance. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Wasn't too interesting of a character. 
What did you think of like the whole rivalry aspect? I thought that kind of fell flat a little bit. Yeah, and it's sort of twisted. Like I don't think he was hunting him like like he was in the movie. Not quite as directly. There's, I mean, that'd be crazy. Yeah, it's that's not like, like I gotta get this guy. Different tours and everything. Right? But I, I heard that that guy. It's kind of a composite of a few people they were trying to get. Well, doesn't it kind of seem like stereotypical of this guy's evil, like bad guy, instead of putting it like in Captain Phillips? I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. They kind of show you. They don't sympathize with the quote unquote bad guys, but they kind of show you their human, their perspective, and yeah. like and why they're fighting for what they're fighting. Oh for. no, I, I totally agree with that aspect. I hate the whole. We're the good guys and they're yeah. the bad guys saying like everyone has their own reasons. Whether they're right or wrong, you can at least see where they're coming from. Yeah, like why the, they're put in this position. The sniper, for instance, they don't really show that he's like a crazy I don't know, suicidal Islamist militant kind of guy. Yeah. He just seems to more be enjoys a guy that's from Iraq that a foreign country is invading his country. I mean, I don't know. He does share the video. But I don't know. Is that any different than the Americans doing the same thing? Yeah. So. But I don't know. I mean, Clint Eastwood actually did a really good job with this when he did Letters from Iwo Jima and Flies of Our Fathers. It's yeah. a dull piece with the same war. Like, one from this perspective, one from our perspective. Yeah. You know how I feel about Flags of Our Fathers. I do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was getting ready, I was like, oh, I thought it was going to suck. No. No, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe we'll get more into that with the top five. <laughs> yeah, and the only other thing I could think of is like the whole kind of mini controversy with the controversy, controversy with uh, the fake baby. No, what was that? When they're like rocking and cradling the baby, it's like a baby doll with just baby sounds. Really? ADR. It's been a while since I've actually seen it. Didn't seen it didn't actually bother me that much. I don't even know if I would have noticed if I hadn't heard about it beforehand, but it was, I was looking for it. <laughs> and it's pretty funny. I mean, oh, it's man. weird to see these I would like to see that, great man. actors, great, like, great performance, the motion, and just, they you got can a tell. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a good baby doll, like realistic looking, kind of, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> Uh, apparently Clint Eastwood is known for just shooting fast only one or two takes and just keep it moving hmm. which I mean I guess that translates in his style his style is a little bit crazy he's able to pump out movies and maybe some will be better than others but he can pump out more regardless yeah, I don't know like David Fincher I think he's known for the opposite where he'll just keep doing it until he gets it perfect hmm. I like Fincher's movies better but who would I rather work for? I'd probably Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to say about it. Yeah. I thought it was, it was good. I didn't say it was bad. I um, just had a lot of faults with it. Yeah, it, it was. it's a good watch. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't what I thought I was getting into. Yeah, I kind of was hoping for more. Oh, yeah, but I was actually surprised how much I liked, end up liking it. Because I actually agree more with like the people that say it's not a good movie. Yeah. But I did I think it was a good movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just has a lot of flaws, and that's fine. There's 
some movies like we've talked about like Interstellar had a lot of flaws we gave it a much better score than a movie like Snow on the Bluff which we almost said not many flaws <laughs> at all but yeah. it's just how it hits you I thought I, I give it a 7 out of 10 uh, yeah I'm gonna give it a 7 as well nice sort of nice 6.5 and, and 7 I think yeah. 6.5 would have been a bit harsh but yeah. It's not a heavy seven. It's just this normal seven. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into one of the classic Clint Eastwood movies that he directed. Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Starring Clint Eastwood himself, Morgan Freeman. Gene Hackman. Jeannie Hackman. Ah. Um, Do you know what the girl's name is? No. The one... I don't give a fuck. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, well, the whore. in their words, whore. The main whore. Oh yeah, she would definitely look familiar. Yeah, I, she's definitely familiar. She plays this character that in every uh, movie that you're supposed to feel for, but she's such a crazy bitch that you're like, nah, I don't think I care what happens to her. Anymore. I recognize that whore face anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, alright, well, the movie is about, you do this one. <laughs> alright, in the beginning, they're at the, these two guys are at a whorehouse and there's a commotion. He was in his buddy's like, cutting this girl up with a knife and he, he actually tries to like stop him doesn't he and then I don't know the sheriff and all comes in they both get basically arrested she wants him like whipped or hung or something like that and yeah. it's like Gene Hackman's character says bring five horses or whatever by spring we'll call it even yeah basically pay the owner of this establishment off for yeah, what you did to these people yeah and they're uh, livid. Yeah, the girls are pretty mad. But when they do bring the horses, the guy brings an extra for the girl, like the nicest one out of the bunch, and they decide to turn their backs to that. Well, I think she didn't, but... Yeah, the, was, like, the girl that actually got cut actually has a heart. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so basically they put all their pool, all their money, and put a $1,000 reward for those two to get killed. And... Where does... Does the kid just come out of nowhere? Kind of in this? Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. This kid shares up at Clint Eastwood's house. He's an ex-gunslinger, murderer. Yeah, hitman. Asks him to go out to get Bounty this... Bounty hunter, I guess. Yeah. Drunk, in his words. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the kid wants help trying to get this bounty. Yeah, so... Oh, because the, the whores... <laughs> that is what they are. They're that's the what they say in the... They're prost prostitutes in a saloon, in a brothel. <laughs> they are whores. They put out a thousand dollar, yeah, thousand dollar bounty for the death of those two people. Yeah. So the kid goes to Clint, hey, let's do this. And Clint's begrudgingly, he finally yeah. goes, I was surprised he left the kids by themselves. But I guess. Again, the, the another son, time. Different yeah. time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess the son, that's his time to step up and provide. <laughs> what a different time. <laughs> Guy showed up, asked the guy to come with him to kill a man for money, leaves his children on a ranch by themselves <laughs> to get paid $1,000 from legal prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> it was and, the Wild West, baby. Oh, yeah. And they go pick up Morgan Freeman, who was Clint's old partner. Yeah. So now they're going to split it three ways. And, yeah, that's basically it. It's basically the journey. To go get this bounty. Yeah. And you go into this town where the law is no guns, and what was the other rule? 
Um, could be drunk or something like yeah, that in the street. Like, or, or, yeah, some other kind of just authoritarian. Some, yeah, exactly. An excuse for the sheriff and want to mess with you. To just have complete police military control of the town. Um, yeah, uh, expectations. I Like I was telling you, I'd heard... I'd never seen this movie at all, but I've heard about it forever and how amazing it is and how it's one of the best westerns ever made and yada yada yada. Yeah, I mean, I kind of visually knew of the movie from watching this TV and all, um, but I didn't have like expectations like I'd heard this is like the best movie ever made or something like that. Yeah. I just saw there's Gene Hackman, Morgan Freeman, and Clint Eastwood, and I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be a pretty solid movie. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. I didn't have much expectations besides that. What did you think? It was a pretty good watch. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, it actually, uh, it had a little bit more complexity than a lot of Westerns have. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was just a simpler time, really. And, I mean, Westerns were really more like 60s, 70s, something like that, 50s, 60s. So, simpler time in film yeah. as well. What do you, what's your take on Westerns overall? Um, For me, they're such an easy, lazy watch in general. I don't think... I feel like they kind of start to feel samey, a lot of them. Yeah. But I don't know if I've ever seen one that's like, oh, this is terrible. You know, it's like always a something... They all kind of follow along the same type of storyline and, yeah. and look and all that. But they're not... I don't know if I've ever no, seen one that's They're bad. easy... Easy watches, yeah. Yeah. Something um, to watch in the background or something like the that. The really good ones do stand out, but a lot of them are, especially because of the era they came from, are pretty cheesy. Yeah. It's uh, kind of lassie-like, you know? Yeah. This person's stuck in a well, let's go get him. There's a <laughs> bad guy in between yeah, or whatever. But yeah, like you said, the good ones definitely stand out. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we... Um, we reviewed Once Upon a Time in the West a while back, or not too long ago, and that was awesome. I actually like that better than this. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this, I was a little disappointed while I was watching it, like, just from all that I'd heard about it, I expected it to be amazing. I didn't think it was amazing, but like, I watched it yesterday, and just in the day since, like, it's grown just thinking about it, like oh, yeah. post viewing. You know, some movies can grow, some can go down afterwards. Yeah, I watched the first half of it last night and kind of fell asleep. I mean, you know how that you kind of wake up if you if you ever fall asleep watching a movie, you kind of wake up for bits and pieces, but yeah. you don't really remember. And then I watched the rest of it today, and it was all right. I don't know, it, uh, above average for. Even a western, but it wasn't like it didn't blow me away or nothing yeah. like that. I did, I just liked the dynamic between Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, and um, the kid. Yeah, that was my favorite part. Yeah, it, I kind of like the twist with the kid. It were in spoilers with film club, so oh yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. He's like acts like this badass, and it's so obvious that he's clearly even they <laughs> know it, like. He's never killed anybody. <laughs> yeah. You can't even see like 20 yards. Yeah, <laughs> he's got some kind of short-sightedness or whatever. <laughs> and he finally kills the guy, the main guy, jumping way ahead here. Uh, yeah. He finally kills him, 
And he's like chugging alcohol and like crying, crying. and laughing and like, yeah, I got a baby. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was good stuff. Yeah. Um, and one was, thing I didn't like is the one kid, they didn't do the one dude any justice. The one guy they were after that was actually like. The badass, the cutter, the guy? Not the guy, the cutter, but isn't the, the nice one the one who gets shot first? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, he shot and. I love that scene though. I, I like the scene, but I was I thought they were going to do more with the character because I thought they were kind of setting him up for mm -hmm. quote unquote redemption, even though he didn't really do anything. Yeah, but not really the case. He, no, nice hey. people finish last, man. That's right. <laughs> I just thought it was a cool take. Like, I don't know if I'd say more realistic, but maybe like they shoot him and they know he's. He's dying out, so he's like, just give him some water. We're not going to shoot him. Yeah, I did like, like... You don't need to make him suffer too bad. We're just out for this bounty, basically. Like, it showed the realness of, the of like, the violence. Yeah. Uh, I thought that one thing the movie did do well was all the characters are sort of reverse of what you think they're going to be. Like, like Clint Eastwood is sort of a bad guy. Like, he's an ex-murderer and all, and he just... His character progresses, I think better throughout the movie than yeah. Yeah, just like lay it out for you Morgan um, Freeman like he after they shoot that guy he's like I can't do this yeah like, he's the one sick. that was all kind of for it in yeah. the beginning and he's also the one that had this wife at home who seemed happy and he's like I'm going to get my prepayment from these horses yeah. <laughs> yeah. and the kid in the beginning we already talked about that Gene Hackman being the sheriff you assume he's a good guy nope not the case <laughs> I guess the bartender is just the bartender. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, it's just sort of... It doesn't really break down any barriers, but it... Gives a more grayish Fucking turn to, than it's good guys and bad guys. Morgan Freeman just gets tortured to death. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? <laughs> you don't see that coming. And that scene at the end was awesome with Clint finally goes in. Like, oh, they're yeah. planning to go hunt him and he just shows up. He takes care of business. <laughs> it was amazing. And then there's that guy that's like writing novels on all these great gunslingers. Yeah. Like, yeah, you shoot the guy, the worst guy first, and then you take care of the rest. And he's like, I just shoot whoever. I guess I'm lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I what was the point of the English guy? Yeah, that was kind of a waste. I didn't really see why he needed to be in the movie. Yeah, I, I thought guess... he was going to come somewhere down the line and like help Clint because yeah. he got screwed over or something. Yeah, nope. was it English Bob or something? I like the name, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kind of build him up and then break him down, which I thought was cool. But, but it's why? like, yeah. I wonder if it's like more like... Um, just to show the different types of bounty hunters and gunslingers around. Yeah. To give it kind of... World building, essentially. Yeah, I gotcha. Which was fine, but I don't think it was completely necessary. Yeah, not really. He wasn't even, like, that interesting of a character. That, yeah. Like, uh, have you ever seen Apocalypse Now? Yep, watched it last year. Where the, there's the one commander or whatever, the guy who goes, like, Charlie can't surf and all that. That's, uh, uh... Robert Duvall. Yeah, Robert Duvall. One of my... He Ray might be Pond my favorite character ever in a movie. He's you know, awesome. He's, he's in awesome. a portion he adds so much, but he's I not in much of the movie. Yeah, yeah. but uh, even a in the, the guy they're hunting, uh, the, guy, the other guy from the Godfather, Marlon Brando. Brando, Brando. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, 
The Godfather. Even Brando's only in the last like yeah. 25 minutes or and so. And that shit gets weird at the end. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he won an award for it, too. Probably. But, yeah, I don't think the English Bob was that type of character. Yeah, Where yeah. he added that much It was somewhat color. interesting. It was almost more interesting because I'm like, oh, this is going to be good when they kind of all collide. Yeah. I feel like the movie is saying a lot about how people are mythologized. Uh, mythologized yeah. yes there you go especially back in them days like there's only hearsay and you hear of these feats I'm sure they're exaggerated like they struggle to kill this these couple people and I bet you the word will get around it they took care of the bounty yeah, they know like badasses it's but, sort of like a wild build Hickok he was yeah. sort of a grumpy old man he wasn't really that nice but he was like mm-hmm. a legend because the story is just Got crazy. Yeah. It's actually, if you think about it, a little bit of parallel between Clint Eastwood's character in Unforgiven and Bradley Cooper's character in American Sniper about how he says, I'm just lucky I haven't been killed yet. You yeah. know? Like, that's why he's such a badass bounty hunter is because he's just been lucky enough to survive enough to keep doing it. Yeah, and he realizes it. He yeah. doesn't, like, get a big head about it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But he's never, like... He's never the superhero that Bradley Cooper's character is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he had his faults, and and he's paid his dues or whatever, you know. I kind of like the scene when he could get some uh, nookie after he healed up, and he's like, nah, nope. my wife. <laughs> like, that's an instance where he probably should <laughs> yeah. relieve some stress, <laughs> and Morgan Freeman probably shouldn't, but it's vice versa. Yeah. And ultimately... Yeah, I really I, talking about it. Yeah, I I definitely liked the movie a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I I thought it was a good watch. I I didn't love it though. Yeah, I wouldn't say I love it either, but I'd say I really liked it. <laughs> what would you give? I'd give it a seven out of ten. Eight out of ten. Nice. Suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the Clint Eastwood movies that we did love, potentially with our top five list. All right. Yeah, like we're saying. I was saying before, I think he's a good director, especially more in the early 2000s, like 90s era. Yeah. And obviously, he's a great actor doing all these westerns and then moved more into other things later on. So he's definitely been involved in a lot of good movies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a legend. Yeah, he is a legend. I mean, there's a movie that, that uh, Back to the Future or whatever, he calls himself Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, again, I've only seen a few of his older, like, westerns. I haven't seen The Good, The Bad, and Ugly. I haven't seen, uh, what's it for, A Few Dollars More, the whole Money trilogy or whatever it's yeah. called. Like, I've heard they're really good, and I'm sure they're I've seen Jersey Wales and yeah. Maverick. I haven't seen Maverick. I don't know. If, uh, if you're a big Clint Eastwood fan, our list is probably going to be rad. Blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, oh well, we're giving it a shot. We're we're youngsters. We're just uh, maybe. I mean, eventually, I would if it's on TV. I'll watch one of these older ones. I have nothing. Yeah, against I mean, Westerns. I remember growing up and kind of seeing them on TV. Our family was like yeah, really exactly old. pop, and my other grandfather as well. Yeah, like that's all they would watch, and it kind of that's kind of what drove me away is it's always on uh, yeah it's that's really, boring it's always on TV exactly old people are watching it you know 
That's a, even my stepdad was a huge, more so John Wayne fan, but look, Clint Eastwood too. You know so. what's going to be in uh, like 30, 40 years? It's going to be us watching uh, superhero movies on AMC or Turner, <laughs> Turner Classic Movies, and the kids are be like, you and your stupid superhero movies, they don't even really make these that much anymore. <laughs> and they're going to have their little big thing. Kind of like uh, Nick Swartzen's little bit about listening to. Dr. Dre when we're 90 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Grandma listens. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, so I, I'd i like to catch up on more Westerns eventually. Yeah. But in the meantime, what's your number five? My number five, I want to give it to Flags for Fathers. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's been not a long, terrible. Well, I'm. I don't know how old the movie is, but it, I probably watched it. 2008 or yeah. seven, something like that. It's probably been that long since I've seen it. I'm pretty foggy on it, but I do remember really, really liking it. I thought it was okay. I didn't love it. I'm a, I'm, I was really into World War Two for... I mean, I still really like it, but there was a period of time where I was just like soaking all that up for a while. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it. I thought there were bits and pieces in there that were pretty good, but I don't know. That that movie kind of felt bland to me. Um, Michael Pena is in it. I, I do remember. It wasn't, like, fantastic. It wasn't as good as, like, a kind of looked like it could have been. Yeah. But still cool. That was the one about Iwo Jima, right? Yeah, but from our side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number five is Gran Torino. I right. talked about it not too long ago. He directed it and starred in it. It is a little racist. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's kind of going for that lovable, terrible person. Yeah, like, that lovable, like, grumpy old... He says terrible things, but he means well. You know, yeah. he's got the heart of... You know, <laughs> he's almost reminded you like Rudy from Survivor, the first Survivor. No, no. It's this old Marine who's like, you know who Richard Hatch is? Oh my god. The yeah. original Survivor winner, the gay guy who would walk around naked. But Rudy's this old, oh, I think I know who old military vet, and he's like, Yeah, Rich, he's real queer, but he's a pretty good guy. Like, <laughs> that's kind of what Clint reminds me of a great thing. He'd say these politically incorrect things, but he's kind of, you root for him. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's a fun movie. It's not great. I just I had a lot of fun with it. I especially like the end. It goes to a place where you wouldn't expect. And, uh, yeah, appreciate it. All right, um, my number four is Invictus. Oof, I did not like that movie. Um, <laughs> More I like the again. story. I thought Matt Damon was all right in it, and I'm a sucker for Nelson Mandela. Really, I really am. So, Morgan Freeman is a good Nelson Mandela. I'd say that. Yeah. I uh, I was actually I didn't see all of it where I can review it, but I watched Mandela. Long walk to freedom or something like that. I don't know. The thing I saw was just Mandela. It's uh, like the guy from The Wire. Idris Elba, yeah, yeah. Luther. So yeah, I had to watch the last half of that before I can. <laughs> gotcha. My number four is Letters from Iwo Jima, the opposite side of Flags of Our Fathers. I thought this was a much better movie. From the um, Japanese side. I didn't see it. I know it came out the same year. Yeah. Yep. 
And uh, this one was nominated for the Best Picture, I believe. I don't think I realized it was actually a movie, if that's the case. I thought it... Sometimes they do, like, a movie, and then Uh they'll have, like... I forget what they did this for, but... They'll have actors read letters of these things, and that's just what it is. It's Mm -hmm. just the actors playing a person that actually existed. I think I thought that's what that was. Okay. Yeah, this completely different look, different feel, different tone from Flags of Our Fathers. Like, whereas Flags of Our Fathers is your typical war kind of yeah. bright. And then Letters from Iwo Jima is like a purplish tint to it. It's darker. It's rainy. Like, I, I was really surprised how well Eastwood was able to do that because you feel look at him as like this rah-rah Republican. You yeah. Know. But this was re- pretty nuanced, at least... And I hadn't seen it since it came out, but I felt like it wasn't did a really good job of portraying the other side without villainizing them huh. completely. That's cool. Yeah, so you might want to check it out. Yeah, definitely. Number wow. three. My number three is one of actually his classics, Kelly's Heroes. It's one of the older ones I've actually seen. I've never seen it. Um, I just <laughs> bought it for my dad for Father's Day slash his birthday, and... I had to borrow from because I, I don't think I could give you an accurate breakdown. It's been a long time since I've seen a real long time since I've seen it, but I have seen it a few times. Mm-hmm. It's a, I don't know. Check it out. It's definitely a classic. Check it out. Check it out. Number three for me is Unforgiven. We just talked about it. I enjoyed it a lot. It's cool. There you are. Your number two. Is my number two, Escape from Alcatraz. That's my number two as well. Nice. It's really a classic. I haven't seen it in quite a while. Actually, I watched it uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah? It does not hold up as well as I thought it did. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't. But um, it is still a pretty awesome movie. Clint Eastwood blows... The, actually, the side characters are really not that good, as really? I remember them being. I just remember... But Clint Clint Eastwood is still rock solid, like how you remember it. Yeah, I just remember... It as like the pivotal escape from jail movie. You know? Yeah, love that movie. Yeah. Um, Number one. Uh, I want a Grand Torino. I really like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to fault you for it. I mean, it's a good movie. Yeah. I'm more interested to see what your number one is. Oh, actually. Yeah. Mystic River. Is Mystic River. Oh, I've never seen it. It's really good. I've heard good things about it. I haven't seen it since when it first came out, but I I think it might have been my favorite movie of that year. Actually, uh, it's what I was rooting for to win the Oscar that year. Like I loved it. Wow. I don't even remember what it's about exactly. <laughs> I just remember that I loved it. I kind of want to rewatch it just to refresh on it. But uh, Sean Penn, Tim Robbins, Kevin Bacon. I think that's the trio that's in it. I'm not sure about the that's Kevin Bacon part, but. Um, yeah, I just, I think it's something about a missing daughters. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, awesome I don't, movie. I've heard very, I don't know anything about it, though. I've just heard yeah. that it's like one of those must-watch movies. Yes, I would say so, and probably a must-rewatch in my case. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my number one. Any honorable mentions? Yeah, uh, Josie Wales. Yeah, well, Josie Wales, that's one of mine. <laughs> uh, Million Dollar Baby. Yep, and that's another one. And there. Maverick. Dirty Harry was another one for me. Okay. I know of it. I've never actually seen it. It probably would be in my top five. It's just... 
I don't have the recollection of it yeah. exactly. I remember loving it, but then again, I think I was like 15, so it's hard to trust myself on that. So I put it as honorable mention. Yeah, I feel you. I thought <laughs> Half-Baked was one of the best movies I've ever <laughs> It is. No. I stick through my guns. It is. <laughs> yeah. Top five all the time. What else did you watch this past week? Um, Mostly just been watching a lot of TV shows, like odd shows like Discovery Channel shows and stuff like that did you watch True Detective? no I haven't you haven't watched it? I watched it um, definitely was a little disappointed yeah in the first episode it's different than the first season in that the first season you just had these two characters and it was like f- flashing back and forth from the past to present yeah. and it was more focused on just these two people whereas this there's like it's Vince Vaughn. Ray Harrelson? Ray, no, he's not in it. Oh, no, no, no. Rachel McAdams, Taylor Kitsch, and uh, Colin Farrell. Like, it's these four people. So it's stretched a little more thin. Um, the writing doesn't seem to be as good. Or it's at least... It's too scripted, though. Yeah. Most, it feels like to me. But at the same time, I'm willing to give it a chance, obviously. I mean... Yeah. I didn't really... I thought the first season of True Detective was overrated until I got to the fourth episode. Yeah, and then see, I fell in love with it head over heels. And <laughs> I think I've only actually seen like the first three episodes of the first one. So, so what I was going to do for this season was probably wait a few weeks so I could watch a couple episodes in a row. In a row. Yeah. Like, so for me, the first season was kind of slow in the beginning, so... I have no problem giving this the whole season. To it's only eight episodes, so I mean, yeah. Let's see. I'll just have to trust that the guy knows what he's doing. So I'm in it for a long haul. All right. I also watched Ballers. Okay. This is the the new HBO black. I watched all the shows. Uh, yeah. Ballers is the rock show. Basically, it's sports entourage. It's uh... entourage meets playmakers. He's like a financial consultant for NFL players he's an ex-NFL player and I want to say that I heard bad things about it um I mean it's not great in the first episode anyway or um, maybe it's just the ratings weren't what they wanted it to be I'm not sure I've heard something about it recently. I, I liked it enough to give it another episode or two okay. see how it goes um it's it basically it's this group of friends with The Rock and his buddy who's an awesome wide receiver but he's troubled like typically what you would expect like he's banging a girl in a bathroom comes out gets in a fight with a fan gets released <laughs> from his contract has to but he's one of the best ever but he's gonna yeah. you know and then there's another guy who's retired but broke and gets a job at a car dealership and Girl another <laughs> no <laughs> uh, and there's another guy who's like the next big thing or he's like a good young up and coming player but he's burnt through all his money he's just blowing it and he gets The Rock to lend him $300,000 and you just know he's going to blow through that and uh I don't know it was okay yeah I'll keep I, I saw the um previews for it I'm pretty sure we, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure we watched it yeah pre-judgment and I, <laughs> I thought it looked cool I mean yeah I've never seen Entourage but I could imagine this is similar I've seen like episodes but I've never seen like them the TV show episodes? Yeah. 
With uh, Joey Tribbiani. Wait, you're just talking about uh, Entourage? Episodes? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I also watched The Brink, which we talked about as well. The yeah. Jack Black, Tim Robbins uh, political comedy. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Didn't really work for me. I'll give it one more episode. Ooh. And that's it. I'm cutting you <laughs> off after that. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't think it was that great. Harsh tombs. <laughs> yeah. I like Jack Black a lot. I was surprised I didn't think he was funnier in this. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I like Jack Black. I just He reminds don't. me of Uncle Jim, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've always said that. Yeah. But I don't like much of what he's in. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, when I saw him live, as Tenacious D, that's the first time I ever saw anything about him. I was like, this guy's amazing. Yeah. And he actually had some like big movies at like School Rock and School stuff. Rock, Bernie. He's had some good ones, but. But yeah, he's just. Uh, I don't know. Disappointing. Can't find the right. Yeah. Fit. Yeah. And let's just get it over with, Big Brother. <laughs> First two episodes are in the books. Twister Rooney's central this year. We talked about the cast in the last episode. Man, they... I don't know. The cast is good, I think. Yeah. I like the cast. I think the cast is interesting. they got some pretty good characters. The transgender revealed herself okay. to the house. And everyone just seemed to be pretty much fine with it. So it was not NBD. So was it like... What... All these people are in this room. Which one's a transgender? No, no, no. <laughs> that would have been, <laughs> that been a crazy Insane. <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, when they first come in, they go around in a circle and say, like, I'm, I'm blah, 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 I do this, and here's something interesting. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I, I like the cast. I think, that essentially, that's the most important thing. If it's a good cast, it'll be a good season, no matter how production tries to screw it up. Yeah. If the cast is boring or just not willing to do interesting things then no matter what it's not going to be a great season this I'm I'm looking forward to I think it could be good they've already done a bunch of twists like I don't even know it's not worth there's a twin twist again which they did in season (laughs) 5 where there's someone in the house is a twin and they'll be switching out with their twin every once in a while (laughs) <laughs> and they have a quick amount of time to like make sure they look the same, fill them in on what they've missed since the last time they've been in. It's actually that's pretty cool. That's cool. And I think I know who it is that has a twin, and I think she's going to get discovered because <laughs> it's supposed to be like if you can keep it secret for five weeks, then they both come into the house. Oh, uh, okay. And if not, I think like whoever's in at that moment is has to stay in for the rest of the game. I think, or else I don't know exactly, but. And then uh, another twist was two amazing race contestants are in the house to be Big Brother contestants. Yeah. And basically the the big twist is there's going to be a new twist every week and someone, either celebrity or a former house guest or fan, is going to take over and (laughs) determine all the rules of the game that week. I don't know. They should go like Inception style where they... Have them game within a game. <laughs> yeah, produce another reality show, and they're all vying to be the producer of that. Not yeah. bad. Which show am I watching? Would watch. 
But yeah, I, it's my, one of my favorite shows. Guilty Pleasure, for sure. Yeah. Not super guilty about it, but that kind of <laughs> Love it. It's terrible. I love it. Sweet. <laughs> Did you watch any movies? Um, no. All right. I really didn't. I didn't do much at all this week. I got that game. We've been playing oh, yeah. that. I watched... Which game? Uh, Elder Scrolls Online. How was it? It's fun. I just... I've been having a lot of time on my hands, so that's why, I mean, we've been watching movies a lot, but I was like, I'm going to get this game, so when I'm bored and I don't want to spend money or whatever, I'll just play this. And yeah. I've actually, it's been a long time since, I, I've done this in theory a lot of times, and I just can't stick with things. Yeah. You know, I'm older, but it's a solid, like, week now. Nice, nice. Playing out. I've been obsessed with uh, tap baseball yeah 2015 or whatever this app on the iPhone it's actually pretty it's, it's like simplistic just touch the screen to swing and all this like a real MLB rosters baseball game free, yeah. free to play I just been it's pretty cool I don't know if you want to play me on there I'm high flying birds so just uh, <laughs> send a game request it's own I just like like you start off with a crappy team or whatever yeah. just random assortment of players and you earn cash and gold or you can like Get like a first round draft pick for seventy five gold or second round draft pick for four thousand, and you cool. just it kind of like spins away like wheel of fortune, and you get stops on a player, and then you try to just slowly build up your team, and it keeps stats, which is awesome. That's very so cool. it's like a constant season. Like my best player is David Wright. <laughs> he's a, you look at the stats, he's got one hundred eighty at bats, three thirty batting average, four hundred on base, five hundred slugging. Perfect game for me. Yeah. <laughs> so. I would like to see like a small ball type game yeah, around frame yeah. or something. So I just like that a little bit. Really? Yeah. That's cool. I like that kind of stuff. That's yeah, why I definitely. like playing FIFA is usually my just go-to when I'm bored game. Yeah. And I was like six years into my career mode. I don't think there was a single person on my team that was there in the first year. <laughs> iPhone video games pretty much all I play now. Yeah. I rotate between Dice with Friends, Word with Friends. Uh, I find a f- new one every once in a while, then I'll ditch it for something else. Yeah. There's only a few that will stick around. <laughs> like Candy Crush, I think I got up to level 440-something. Yeah. <laughs> and then I kind of got sick of it. I like like strategy games and stuff like that. Yeah, and there's this awesome, like, Miss Walker Studios. You yeah, know? I've heard of that. Like Square Enix yeah, yeah. spinoff. They made this awesome, like strategy RPG puzzle slash puzzle game type thing I was into that for a while but I don't know I kind of fell off yeah but really cool my phone isn't fantastic to play games with but I'm still from kind of a little more old school gamers where if I hear anything that says social or mobile it probably sucks (laughs) I'm not going to look at it <laughs> yeah, that game's called Terra Battle. But I have heard that the games are getting a lot better in quality and all that. You have to try yeah, to give them a like chance, it. but I'm just targeted at like yeah. that so far. I've also got OOTP with the iPhone version. I O O T P. Yeah, Remember that? like complete hardcore simulation baseball. Thing. You have that on phone. Yep. Nice. I bought it first day it came out. Played it for like two days straight and haven't played it since. <laughs> <laughs> That's typically how it goes. All right. I watched some movies. All right. Let's get to it. <sighs> a little soliloquy time. I watched Jurassic World. Went to the drive-in. Oh, All right. Yeah. No, let me start off. 
Went to the drive-in. <laughs> First time in since my daughter's been born. Uh, four years, about. Yeah. Um, they were playing The Land Before Time and Jurassic World, and also Pitch Perfect Two. We left before that started because it was like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, my daughter, first time going, she enjoyed it. Yeah, I think she like she watched Land Before Time, which was a movie I've seen a million times. A million and one at least. Yeah, <laughs> just iconic. The nostalgia factor alone was awesome to watch on Sweet. the big screen on the. You know, the drive-in outdoors and all. So pretty cool. I give it 8 out of 10. doesn't hold up as strong, as complete as I remember, but some of those images were just ingrained into my skull. Yeah. Like, and it was coming, flying back. It's a weird me. feeling, isn't it? Like, yeah. Hadn't it's almost of, like it's new, but it's always been there. Yeah, like, weird. And, like, something I haven't thought about in 15 years at least. And it's just vividly. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, this is so familiar. It's amazing, <laughs> yeah. Good times. She seemed to like it. And then she fell asleep half through Jurassic World because it was getting pretty late. Yeah. Jurassic World. Um, fun movie. Yeah. Not good. Not great. I mean, it's good. Not great. Okay. It's like American Sniper of dinosaur movies. <laughs> All right. <laughs> a lot of negative stuff. It's really a lot of dumb stuff that just makes no sense whatsoever. Oh. But it's so much fun at the same time, you know, like... I said on my letterbox review, this movie is how I perceive Keanu Reeves. <laughs> cool, but dumb as shit. <laughs> I didn't say a shit, but I said cool, but dumb. And yeah, that's essentially this movie. Chris, so did they go back to the, like, the first Jurassic Park? Did they like hit tit for tat, like all the moments? No, it's, well, yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of nods and, and all that. It's pretty cool, though. I mean, it's like, a different idea it's like 10 years later or the park's been reopened for 10 years like it's been oh so it, it's existed yeah for a while. and it's Jurassic World now they built on the same island but a different area and they got the idea is they need people who are getting bored of it which I don't buy that for a second it's only been 10 years yeah. and it's dinosaurs for fuck's sake but I guess it's just a commentary on blockbuster movies in general how people have seen it they need something new yeah New spin, or even like, I guess, real theme parks maybe. Uh, the attractions aren't good enough anymore. You need to get bigger yeah, and better, bigger and better. Bigger and better, bigger and better. Yeah, and that's basically the idea. And there's 20,000 people on the island, and their new thing is the Andromedus Rex, who is a T Rex combined with a bunch of other different dinosaurs to make the ultimate, badass, biggest dinosaur. And of course, he breaks out, which. Leads to other dinosaurs breaking out, and the inter the cool the cool thing is, you get to see like what Jurassic the disaster of Jurassic Park. If the park was twenty thousand people full and they're just getting torn to shreds by pterodactyls and yeah and all that, but at the same time, I also rewatched the original Jurassic Park. It was on Sci Fi Channel. Yeah, um, and it holds up completely. It's all amazing, amazing. Movie. amazing. Yeah. Nine and a half out of ten, if not ten out of ten. One of the best blockbusters ever. But I think where that succeeds and Jurassic World kind of fails, where it's kind of interesting to see a park full of people in this heaven, the thing about Jurassic Park is you kind of feel, you can put yourself more in these people's shoes because it's just them. And it's where, you you know, you're trying to like, you're on your toes in your tents the whole time because it's like, we're alone 
lost trying to find our way and there's fucking dinosaurs <laughs> on the loose and you're just like waiting for them to pop out at any time yeah uh, Jurassic World Chris Pratt I like him he's yeah. good I mean I like he's a good screen presence obviously he's a star now with all the money this movie's made to go with Guardians of the Galaxy yeah uh, I'm sure we'll we'll traditionally review Jurassic World at some point in the future this year yeah definitely but uh, I'd give it a 7 out of 10 on this watch first viewing alright fun movie I, I would, I'll watch it again when it comes out on DVD it was it was interesting yeah I'm probably not going to run out to the movies to see it but I'll definitely watch it when it comes out yeah and I recommend rewatching Jurassic Park whenever you can because it's awesome I was watching like some clips of it the other day just like the beginning is awesome oh yeah they're trying to put the raptor and shoot oh. yeah so many iconic like set pieces yeah clever girl <laughs> yeah just so much. again another character that's not in a movie like a ton that yeah. had so much substance yeah in. definitely uh let's see I watched A Deadly Adoption the Will Ferrell Kristen Wiig oh, Lifetime yeah. movie yeah, um, it's a lifetime movie starring yeah. Will Ferrell and Chris Wig. That's that's it. The gist of it, <laughs> and that is funny. At times, there's definitely points where it's like being dead serious. You know, have you ever seen one of these movies? Yeah, I've, I mean, I've seen plenty. Like my mom used to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all kind of about the same thing. But there are points, me and Sam are watching it, and we look at each other and start cracking up a little bit, <laughs> just because of who's saying it. And yeah. Especially Will Ferrell. Uh, but in, in the end, it's still a terrible movie. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed watching it just for the like weirdness factor. I guess six out of ten. It's sweet. Worth looking at, even if you only see like twenty minutes of it. It's pretty cool. I still remember. The, uh, like. The other girl and it's pretty damn hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. My mom got, like, really offended or mad at me one time because, I don't know, I used to just always, like, lay in the same room as her and she would watch these movies and I got three separate Lifetime movies I thought were the same movie. Like, because they, they used, reused a lot of the same actors and themes and stuff like yeah. that. And I was like, God, no matter how many times I see this movie, it always sucks or something like that. And she was like, it's a different movie. It doesn't suck. Yeah, it's funny because <laughs> whenever Sam will watch something like this, it's like the girls went on their spring break to Aruba. And got, and, and usually it's either somewhat based on a true story. Yeah. And I'm like, God, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> and she's like, no, this is a good story. It's like all she cares about is like, the plot, not how well it's made, how good the acting is. Yeah, it's exactly. just the story itself. I understand it's a true story, and it probably sucked if it was in real life. But God, Jeez. this acting's bad. Yeah, yeah, production. Yeah, laugh yeah. <laughs> well, out loud, terribly. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing I watched was The Duff. Yeah. This was the comedy that I heard was better than you would expect, starring um, some chick. No. <laughs> so it was better. May, than May Whitman. Uh, and she's the duh, designated ugly fat friend. Every group of hot girls has it to make them look better. It's just like a coming of age. Uh, he's what's it when she's all that? Is that when uh, turn the like the ugly girl into the good looking yeah. girl? And it's just another one of these high school movies like that. It was okay. Uh, yeah. No, nah, did not live up to. The people that said, oh, it's definitely better than uh, you would expect. 
It's pretty much what I expected. I give it a five and a half out of ten. Definitely had a couple moments, yeah. but overall, I mean, not worth checking out. What is that? I think it's like Dodgeball or something when they meet that. It's either Dodgeball or Beer Fest where they're like getting advice from someone. He's like, oh, I'm about to get hit on this girl. And he's like, wait. Blocks out that girl and then her face changes. To ugly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all girls have an ugly friend to make them look better. Yeah. <laughs> Can you me? Yeah, I don't know if girls actually do that intentionally. I don't think they do either. If yeah. they do, that's pretty... Pretty messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Take a look in the mirror. Alright, that's all I watched. Let's get to the news. Alright. Got some things here. New Spider-Man is revealed, finally. He's like 19, right? Tom Holland. Yeah, I saw him. He's uh, in The Impossible. Um, that's a movie I didn't really like that much. I don't really remember how good he was or bad, but insignificant. But he just from pictures, he looks the part. Like he. Looks, I was gonna say he looks like Peter Parker. He looks like a high school, like sixteen-year-old Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh, so he definitely looks the bill, and I'm guessing since it took them so long to find who they wanted, that he must have impressed them. So yeah. I mean, hey, I'm all for. I like uh, a fresh face. Young, yeah. yeah. Let's get a new guy in here. And, that's what I've always liked. Star Wars and all those movies, generally yeah. speaking, not yeah. like Qui Gon or nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, and maybe more interesting is that they announced the director as well, John Watts. Um, he made the, I can't remember which country it's from, but it's some Norwegian country, I believe. Clown. It was like some gross out comedy, like uh, pretty out there, like kind of. Always Sunny in Philadelphia, whereas like the main characters are just terrible people, yeah. and uh, I thought it was pretty funny. But that's a foreign movie, and then he's got his first, I think, um, American movie or you know English language, yeah, film coming out um, either this summer or fall called Cop Car. I'm not exactly sure what it's about, but I I think it was at one of these film festivals and got some early buzz. I could be wrong, but I think that's what I heard. Hmm. Just an interesting choice to be the yeah, director of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Sony really just must not give it. Well, it's Sony Marvel combined, no, so I have yeah, a I little more faith. It. A little more yeah, faith. Yeah. I'm hoping, like, maybe Cop Car is more action-oriented, and he shows that he can do that, and Clown was funny, and Spider-Man's supposed to be a humorous character, so maybe that's where it's coming yeah. from. Hopefully it works out. Uh, I'm glad it's not just, like, some guy that... Some jobber like uh, the guy that did Ninja Turtles, you know. Oh yeah. Wait. So. You talking about Michael Bay? No, Michael oh. Bay's uh, handpicked guy that did like Battlefield the LA. Base. Yeah, yeah. I forget yeah. it's Jonathan Levine or something like that. That movie wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But Battlefield LA. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I didn't like it, but. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be like the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. It wasn't that. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen, but it was not good. And I think he also did Clash of the Titans or Wrath of the Titans. Uh, I've never seen No good. Before. No good. <laughs> um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, here's your weekly new movie he's going to star in. <laughs> uh, he's going to star in Rampage, the video game adaptation Rampage. I give it a 4 out of 10. You know this game. 
Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like the game. King Kong vs. Godzilla vs. the Lizard. But it makes absolutely zero sense how it's going to translate into a story. San Andreas vs. Uh, combined with Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> they should just use both actual footage from both. <laughs> yeah, just, just splice, splice them it. together. Amazing. And then have the rock in there every once in a yeah. while. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's he's definitely going for quantity over quality. It, it seems like. Yeah. It just seems like he's trying to make as much money as he can while he can. And hey, yeah, God love If you look back, uh, a lot of great actors are those working Would you say of he's a great actor? Well, he's not a great actor, but I mean, like, uh. God, I can't think of what these guys' names are, but they're just the guys who are in a ton of movies. Samuel Jackson? <laughs> not Samuel Jackson. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, he's a pretty good Perfect. actor, but. There's like the one guy, I remember MTV or someone gave him like a Lifetime Achievement Award. He's like bald and really ugly looking. And... Well, that's nice. <laughs> he, uh, I don't know. I, I have to do a little research into this and actually bring it back up. There's a handful of guys that are like working man's actors. They've just been side guys and they usually get like one or two shots at a main person. And right. Whatever. Uh, I think The Rock. I don't know if he's like that much, but I like The Rock. He's a charismatic, likable guy, but I think he's so overrated as far as like movie star goes. I think he's stuck in his, this genre they have him in too. Like, all right, we don't have a very strong movie. We need a big, buff, good-looking need... guy that can halfway act, or at least be a draw to bring people yeah. in, and, and just because he's a like people like him. But yeah, definitely, and they're probably willing to pony up big bucks. And hey, if I was him, I'd take it too. Yeah, I probably would too. But I'd probably try to mix in a couple good movies every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. We'll see. Um, speaking of Clint Eastwood, Tom Hanks is going to star in the Clint Eastwood biopic he's making about Captain Sully Sullenberger, the guy that landed that. Uh, oh, God, he's going to make another one of these rah rah <laughs> movies again. He landed the plane in the Tom's River. Yeah. Uh, lake or whatever. In the Hudson. River. Hudson River, yeah. Yeah. I mean... It just seems so... Of course. Tom Hanks. Tom <laughs> Hanks and Clint Eastwood. I'm just surprised Steven Spielberg's not producing it. Yeah. <laughs> Another movie. They should just use clips from like Captain Phillips or something. Put sky on the outside instead of ocean. There's no way this is going to be as good as Captain Phillips. I thought that movie was okay. Really? I liked it. A lot. I liked the <laughs> last part when I shot everyone. It was over. It was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> True story. It's not a spoiler. But yeah. This is like one of these headlines that you could just come up with trying to be funny. Yeah. Tom Hanks stars in Clint Eastwood. Lastly, we have another death on our hands. James Horner, the classic... Uh, composer who did the scores to movies like Titanic, Braveheart. And oh, I heard about Died this. in a plane crash Shh. at the age of 61. That sucks. Yeah, it does suck. That's not natural. No. It's one thing when it's natural causes. Yeah. It's another thing when you're 60 years old in a plane crash. Yeah. Like sucks. John Denver style. Clearly, people love his, his musical works, his scores. Oh, Titanic was awesome. I think he's won... Or at least been nominated for many Oscars. Uh, sucks. That's all I can ever say yeah. about it. 
but just thought it was noteworthy, so brought yeah, it up. Absolutely, rest in peace. Let's get excited. Free <laughs> <laughs> judgment day. Let's talk about some trailers. We got some things here. Nothing huge this week. A couple of things. First, uh, Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension. Either the fifth or sixth Paranormal Activity movie. <laughs> How do you feel about this franchise? I don't like it at all. Oh, man. I love the first I one. <laughs> I love the first one. I got it on Blu-ray. That says something. Uh, I, li- <laughs> I like the second one a lot. And then I never watched any of the other ones. I don't know why I stopped watching them, but I did. I'm going to try to catch up, because this trailer actually I thought looked pretty good. Pretty creepy. Interesting um, ideas. I'll and give 3D. it Best Use of technolo- Technology Award, but uh, I don't know. I, I think it's just a pet peeve of mine, yeah. especially since I don't love horror in the first place. I've said it time and time again. When you put harder in technology, I'm not interested. <laughs> so it's a harsh, it's harsh from my side, but I didn't like it. I did. I heard good things about Paranormal Activity three, and then I think they did the Marked ones. It was like a Spanish version. Oh um, uh, yeah, which yeah. I haven't. I don't remember hearing much about. That. It did look freaky. I remember seeing previews and stuff. So I have to catch up on them because this is in 3D. Got to see it in theaters in 3D. Maybe that's cool. I've never <laughs> seen a 3D movie. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a gimmick that sucks unless you pick the right one. Like yeah. Gravity, oh my god. You had to see it in IMAX 3D. Yeah. And like, even Life of Pi was surprisingly good in 3D. Avatar was awesome. Obviously, that's the classic. Yeah. I saw My Bloody Valentine, the horror movie in 3D. Wasn't that like the first like, That is one. a gimmicky of gimmicks. Yeah. <laughs> like, axe throwing at the screen. Whatever. Uh, next we have Daddy's Home <laughs> with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. This seems like a, a kid-friendly comedy um, about these these kids who are being raised by Will Ferrell. He's the stepdad. He's this nice, perfect, clean-cut guy. And then the real dad comes back from jail, Mark Wahlberg. And he's like the badass, cool guy. Cool guy. And it's like the rivalry between them. It's almost like stepbrothers but stepfathers. So. <laughs> yeah. Seemed definitely more kid friendly. I don't know. It looked kind of good. I mean, maybe it's uh, something I can watch with Mackenzie, and we can get different things from it. Yeah, it's not going to like. I don't know what it's rated, away, but it looks funny. Yeah, I don't know if it's rated R. I don't. It didn't look like it was a rated R. Yeah, movie. probably not. But PG maybe thirteen. <laughs> I don't know. Did you think it looks good? I thought it looked like it had some laughs. Uh, they seem to have some pretty good chemistry yeah. between each other. Yeah, that's true. And kind of a sucker for uh, Will Ferrell. Will and Ferrell. I like Mark Wahlberg a lot, too. I actually like him a little bit better as a comedian. Yeah, definitely. I think Will Ferrell's due. Yeah. <laughs> Deadly adoption aside, he's uh, <laughs> he's been a little lackluster. Anchorman 2, I enjoyed a lot, but I feel like there hasn't been too much lately. No. I, he's always good in his movies, but sometimes the movies themselves can be pretty bad. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, lastly, we have trailers for two television shows. One is Netflix exclusive, Wet Hot American Summer, colon, First Day of Camp. This is a prequel to the cult classic comedy, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I've heard a lot It's about pretty that. good. I mean, it's not amazing, but 
It's pretty funny if you like David Wayne movies. This says a cast brings everybody back plus new people, and it's a prequel somehow, even though it's like <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> I have a feeling he's going to do a good job with it. So the trailer didn't really give anything away. It was more like conceptual, yeah, like old time footage and clips from the first the movie and stuff like that. So. That's what I, I even I haven't seen it, and I'm just like this is reminding me of. Whatever, so. But they get me a little excited to see it. Kind of think it's August. I think it comes out. I'll definitely watch it. Yeah. And lastly, Heroes Reborn. This is the reboot slash comeback slash remake of Heroes, the NBC series. In September, it's coming back as Heroes Reborn, and looks like they're bringing some old people back and a lot of new characters. You told me you did not watch Heroes. Yeah. Which I'm surprised you didn't at least watch the first season. Um, it wasn't like anything like, I was like, I'm not watching this show. I think I was just maybe into something. I don't know. But then by the time I was going to be like about to watch it. Canceled. Yeah. (laughs) I had heard it's burning and (laughs) dying. For me, I loved the first season. The second season was a pretty big letdown. It was just okay at best. In the third season, I stopped watching because it was so bad, like, halfway through. Jeez. And I was fine that it was canceled, and I'm not looking forward to the reboot, but I will watch it because I am an idiot. It's probably because it's, like, an ABC, NBC. What is it? What's the issue? NBC. NBC. They're pretty much... Starving for... Anything content. they put out sucks to me. Just about everything. It's weird, though. They canceled Hannibal. This will be the last season for Hannibal, and that's like the one thing critics loved that they had. And that's another reason I don't like them, is when they do have good movies, if they're shows. a little bit too... Or shows, I'm sorry. It's cool. Um, if they are a little too darkly themed and stuff, they'll cancel them just because, because they want to <laughs> keep like this... I don't know. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, they did that with the, the Black Donnelly's back in the day. Decent show. They had the. They canceled it after the, the six episodes. Not even. Yeah. Two. And they showed the rest online or something. Yeah. Which I mean, it wasn't. It was a show that could have been a lot better in a second season. Yeah, it needed with, some like more fun. Had potential for sure. Yeah. I remember watching it. Uh, yeah, that's it for pre-judgment day. Yeah. We need some jingles. Yeah, we gotta get. We gotta get some padding for this room too. Make it less <laughs> echoey. Sorry about that. We do realize that that is the case, but time, yeah. money, effort. Yeah, we're like we actually record in a professional, like <laughs> classical auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eventually I'm gonna try to get some soundproofing in here. And we'll, we're always trying to improve. It's just about time and money, basically. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, the drive is there. The we see what we want to do, how we can improve, and we slowly work our way towards it. Yeah, it's a it's a process. We but, we both have separate lives, jobs. Is, yeah, yeah, it's tough. Bear with us. <laughs> um, okay, so in theaters last weekend, Inside Out, my one of my movies <laughs> that looks like it might not be a bomb. <laughs> It came out, made $91 million opening weekend. Oh, yeah. A record, the most money ever for a film that got second place. Really? Because Jurassic World made 106 
in its second weekend. That's kind of a sucky record to have. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there's a chance it could... Because we're not bad. You'll take any money. Oh, yeah. I'll take anything. <laughs> I don't care how big or small. I actually think there's a decent chance Inside Out will be number one this coming weekend. Actually, it's going to be close between... I think it has a good chance to surpass Jurassic World because I think animated kids movies will have less of a drop off from yeah. week to week. But Ted 2 is coming out as well. So I think it's going to be tough. I think yeah. Ted 2 will probably take number one followed by Inside Out and Jurassic World but they're all going to be big. We'll see how Ted 2... It hasn't gotten great reviews No, what I've seen. But the first one made a lot... I didn't expect it to though. Yeah. First yeah. one made a lot. Sequels always make more. So Yeah, that's true. Also, Dope came out in theaters. This was a movie we talked about the trailer for. Oh, yeah, I wanted to see this one. Actually made a decent amount of money for a little indie. I think it made $6 million for a opening weekend. That's not bad. I definitely want to see it. Manglehorn came out, another movie we talked about the trailer. Oh, yeah. With Al Pacino, David Gordon Green film. Interested for sure. Checking that out sometime. Also, Infinitely Polar Bear. This was like a Sundance uh, favorite Mark Ruffalo is a bipolar guy. I'm interested a little bit. Yeah. And The Tribe, which also got good buzz out of Sundance, is a, a movie where it's all in sign language and no subtitles. Oh, this is my nightmare. <laughs> but apparently it's a really good like thriller or something. I don't know. Interesting. I'm not going to watch it. That'll freak me out. <laughs> I'm deaf in one ear. It's my absolute nightmare to wake up one day and not have hearing. I feel like it'll play into it. I'm making you watch. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have interest in watching every single movie that is hitting theaters uh, last weekend. Yeah, that was a pretty solid weekend. Yeah, actually. definitely. No doubt about it. But it was not a solid weekend for Redbox because we're not reviewing any Redbox releases <laughs> for next week. We'll tell you in a minute what we will be reviewing, but. What is coming out is The Loft, 23 Blast, and Survivor. These are like either movies that are going direct to DVD or very limited uh, (laughs) release. 23 Blast is a football movie, Survivor's like uh, Pierce Brosnan or something. And The Loft, I heard, is a bad movie. So, Hmm. no. You go from Bond to like. Straight to DVD actor. That's the life of a uh, old man. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. It's kind of weird how it works sometimes. But we will be reviewing all three. We'll be reviewing <laughs> three movies next weekend. Um, all three, courtesy advanced review copies of Blu-rays from Lionsgate. So preach. Uh, <laughs> Very much. Thank Three you. Three movies we have. Noah Baumbach's latest movie starring Ben Stiller and Naomi Watts, Adam Driver, Amanda Seyfried, Charles Gordon, and Adam Horowitz <laughs> called While We're Young. Certified Fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I've heard good things, actually. Yes. Next up, we have Slow West, another Western like Unforgiven. Uh, this one's starring Michael Fassbender, Cody Smith McPhee, and Ben Mendelsohn. Um... I'm actually definitely looking forward to that. I've heard good things about that as well. And lastly, and probably leastly, but you never know, uh, Maggie, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Abigail Breslin. Uh, I didn't hear great reviews. I heard like it's worth seeing for the performance from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Apparently he actually 
does something different than just being Arnold. Yeah. You know, so. Looking forward to reviewing those next week in a little bit of a special episode because it'll be our last episode before my son is born, or scheduled for July 8th, and yeah, I'll probably take a week or two off, Yeah, play it by ear. We're gonna, we might try to do something to fill the gap, like pre-record a couple things, we'll see how it goes, but uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just tune in next week. I yeah, think he'll be the new co-host in like four weeks. It's going to get right to it. Yeah, he's out of the womb with the microphone. <laughs> yeah, Brady. Can't wait for him to get here. See what he's all about. Yep. But, uh, oh yeah, also I guess we could mention that Joel will be staying on. Yeah. As co-host for at least a while. Yeah. I mean. As far as we can see. Yeah. Casey pretty much told me he doesn't know if he's coming back. So I'm happy to have Joel here. Yeah, I, think, I, I love doing it. It's awesome, yeah. So. I think you've gotten a lot better over, yeah, over the, so. the episodes, especially the last three or four. I think we've been doing a pretty good job on that. Yeah. Looking forward to this partnership now that it's more official. Maybe we can try to do a little more things. If Yeah, and I, I've up. always felt like, even now, like I feel like we can do better. Like, even, well, at least yeah, on my side. like Oh, I definitely could do better. <laughs> but, always I mean, that's think. a good thing now. Like, oh, yeah. Always try and improve, you know? Yeah. So, just happy to have you here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to be here. And as always, thanks for listening. And you could email us, theredboxreport at yahoo.com. Find us on Twitter at theredboxreport. I'm on Twitter at the Oriole Report. I'm on Twitter at the RBR Joel. Subscribe to our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash theredboxreport. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher and on Letterboxd. I am at the Oriole Report. <laughs> Send us off. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>